And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, well. Hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. And uh, this is the podcast to give you tools, tips, and practical solutions to help operators achieve their radio goals. Of course, joined today... Uh, by Sidecar Steve. He's here. He's wearing his brand. He's staying warm. Uh, we're in the spring into April. Happy April. How are you, Steve? Happy April. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. You know, our boy is also here from Maryland hanging out. There's Scotty. Scotty's here working the chat room. If you have a question uh, for today, we talk about tips and tools and practical solutions to try to help you achieve those goals put a cue in front of it we'll be answering questions a little bit later today gummy what's going on back east not much beautiful day it's 46 and sunny in ellicott city maryland and uh it's going to be uh 55 and it's going to be a glorious day it's been blowing winds a lot lately but uh today's winds are going to be calm and i'm going to try to get out and about for sure oh right on yeah we'll see what we are at game time we are at 45 degrees we uh encourage all of our podcast listeners to join us on Saturday morning when we do a live stream. It's a community-based live stream. It's cool. We get energy uh, for having an audience, if you will, people here to, to participate. So you're encouraged to join us as well and to answer the questions that we put out there. We did a poll. Steve wanted to know if people were contesters, what they did during the contest. So today in the poll, you can vote as you come in and maybe we'll do another poll because I've got some other questions for you. But again, if you have questions for us, put a cue in front of it, and we will pull those and answer those a little bit later in the show. Guys, you know, uh, there was some severe weather in eastern Tennessee this week, so I invited Dale uh, to join us. Dale is here. He's a member of our community. We're going to talk to him and find out what happened. AB4 Delta Kilo, Alpha Bravo 4 Delta Kilo. And good morning to you, sir. I see you're dressed for the occasion. You handle your business on the MCOM emergency side. What happened this week around Wednesday in eastern Tennessee? Well, this past Wednesday, Tennessee uh, was experiencing some statewide severe weather threats. They were causing tornado watches and warnings to be issued across the western part of the state. And uh, moving to the east, of course, everything here in the east comes from the west in Tennessee. But uh, we had several rounds of uh, severe weather impacts across the middle region and even into East Tennessee with the uh, high winds causing a uh, pretty severe wildfire in uh, Sevier County, Tennessee, in the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. So you sent a, a lot of great photographs. I mean, they're great in the way that they're firsthand documentary types of looks of what was going on in your area. Wednesday, you start to hear this news. I start to see you post things on our Discord, uh, which is greatly appreciated. We have a weather channel there and an emergency channel, so you were kind of on both sides of that. Tell me your role uh, when something like this is happening. We've got wildfires and severe weather at the same time. What goes off in Dale's mind of what do we need to do? What do we need to listen to? Well, we were getting warnings of the uh, severe weather coming up. I'm a District 6 Skywarn coordinator uh, in eastern Tennessee. Our eastern Tennessee region goes from Chattanooga up to Bristol, Tennessee, into Wise, Virginia. And we were getting uh, weather reports from the National Weather Service to be prepared that our spotter network may be needed. 
to activate to pass on information to the weather service concerning weather. Fortunately, here in East Tennessee, we didn't get much of the severe stuff with the exception of the very high winds. I was actually in uh, Sevier County on Wednesday uh, with my father at a doctor's appointment. So I saw firsthand the, when the smoke fired up and the, the fires began, uh, I was over there very smoky, uh, started real quick. And we, we had recorded wind starting out from 30 to 40 miles an hour. And into that evening, we were up to 80 miles per hour up on the mountains. But we, uh, we were monitoring the frequencies for that. And then we were, of course, we offer support for damage assessment as the events go on through our out our area. So uh, we, we were on standby pretty much for, for weather alerts. Uh, Steve, W7UDI is here. Uh, you guys haven't met officially, but probably in the digital realm. He's also a volunteer firefighter. He's very accustomed to dealing with brush fires and wildfires and all sorts of stuff. Do you have any questions for Dale about what they were seeing about their weather, Steve? Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the, the high winds uh, were the uh, were the big issue that uh, especially to, to fan the, uh, the fire. And then on top of it, as it gets bigger, it generates its own wind. So it's just this uh, uh, catch 22. I did notice uh, somewhere, I, some for, I might have been on QR, off of QRZ, or I saw a picture of one gentleman's uh, site that he hosts a couple of uh, repeaters, and uh, he took damage uh, to that and took out three uh, amateur repeaters. And uh, has there been any other reports of any other uh, sites, uh, remote sites that have taken damage from the fires that you've heard of? We've not got a total assessment yet, but we certainly got damages throughout the area. The evacuation area affected around 11,000 homes in the Wires Valley area. They closed down the road between Pigeon Forge and Townsend, which is they call the other side of the mountain. But uh, there were several. In fact, we had, I know of one ham that was evacuated. Uh, they was really concerned about his house. There's a tremendous amount of help. I guess we had like 400 agencies respond from uh, across the country and the state. We had some hotshot teams from the uh, forestry teams. Uh, it was a big, big event, and it's kind of calmed down somewhat now. We're probably 85% contained. Uh, I think around 4,600 total acres affected by the burn and uh, over 100 buildings that were uh, impacted with damage to some sort some kind okay so what kind of uh, uh topography or what's the uh, the makeup of the land is a lot more timber uh sage well i don't think there's sagebrush uh, there in tennessee yeah. so it's going to be more of a timber um, it is it's, so a, it's a mountainous area uh yeah. lots of mountains a lot of valleys uh cabins are built spotted all over the backside country there in Wares Valley. Uh, several resort areas, cabin resort areas, retreats were affected. Uh, the roads were still closed until I think they began to open up portions of the roads this morning to let people back in. It's uh, pretty bad, but I have got some information on uh, Mr. Tim Berry's repeater system. Uh, it's located west of the uh, affected area where the fires are. And fortunately, his site wasn't affected by the fire, 
but it was definitely affected by the winds. Yeah, the, the uh, picture so, I saw had a tower that was folded over. There was no fire damage, so uh, yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether there was the it was strictly the winds that uh, took out the station. So, okay. Yeah, there was a recorded 75 mile an hour winds at the repeater site, uh, just down from the site. There was a home there about a half a mile away and it, uh, it the winds destroyed the whole roof off the house. So we had recorded winds of 75 mile an hour. It took down a 140 foot tower, hmm. caused electrical damage to two other buildings when the tower came down. Uh, we lost a six meter, a two meter, and a 440 repeater and uh, uh, repeater system, along with some commercial repeaters up there that were serving some ambulance services and stuff. Uh-huh. So the real work okay. now, uh, well, not the real work, but a new phase of work will uh, move forward for responders and hams and things like that. Any um, casualties that you know of? Uh, as of yesterday afternoon, my reports were there were just minimal no casualties no deaths uh, we had two firefighters injured that was uh flown out and treated we had one civilian that was actually doing some bulldozer work that was overtaken by the uh, smoke and he was flew out by life star to U- ut hospital in knoxville uh, we did have a uh, uh, national guard helicopter that uh, was forced down they had some mechanical issues but we had no injuries there as well well, thank you uh, for that update. Uh, what are you going to do today? You're dressed up. Or is that for us? Or are you going to go out there and uh, pick up a shovel? What's happening today? Well, we're going to be going out probably uh, looking at some damage assessment areas. We've not really, uh, our team's not been activated yet, but we've got to be prepared to go. Uh, Mr. Tim Berry is the owner of that repeater site. It's uh, Whiskey Bravo 4, Golf Bravo India. And uh, the area folks have started a GoFundMe page for him to uh, to get some funds. Unfortunately, he only had liability insurance, so uh, it's going to be a, a terrible expenditure. Uh, Dale, why don't you pa- will you uh, pass him our best and maybe uh, you know an invitation to come on and talk about this, and we can kind of follow his progress to see where he is and if we have any. Uh, community members that may be uh, willing to help in the area to at least do some of the uh, lifting, we'd be happy to try and help with that. Certainly, certainly will. Uh, they are, uh, I got just got a report, just a notice just popped up that they've already uh, have been donated $4,500. Beautiful. Uh, he's probably nice. looking at fifty or $60,000 to oh, Lord. repairs done. But uh, actually, The work started uh, yesterday. There was a portable repeater uh, tower that was taken up there to get the commercial repeaters back on the air. And, of course, that was the forefront, getting those ready. Then the ham radios, repeaters will be up next. All right. If you'd like to see some of the images, uh, Dale has posted some of that stuff in the weather and the emergency channels of our Discord. You're welcome to join us over there. Uh, for our friends who are watching our uh, live stream as we record today, we'll put that link in the chat as well. Dale, you stay safe out there. Thank you for all you do and, and everything you've uh, done for the show. We appreciate you. Alpha Bravo 4 Delta Kilo. I think I got it. AB4 DK. Stay safe out there, sir. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate uh, take care. you, Dale. Thank you for letting take, us be on. Thank you bet. Thanks, Dale. All right. 
There you go. All right, Steve, is it normal to have a 70 mile an hour wind take over a tower like that? Or is it, do you oh, yeah. sense that maybe yeah. there was something oh, yeah. wrong structurally? I mean, 70 miles an hour is a lot of wind, but you- It's a lot of wind. I mean, it's the, the tower should have handled it, but sometimes the, the wind comes up, you got a vortex uh, um, effect at a on top of a ridge so wherever they measured that 70 miles an hour was probably down a little lower and uh and obviously that the house that's below the uh, the ridge top lost its roof so i mean that's a was it 75 miles an hour is a category mm -hmm. one hurricane mm -hmm. is uh so we're dealing with a lot of wind and uh, as that wind starts to come up and goes right over the ridge line it kind of has that vortex effect and so the wind probably up there was in excess of, you know, triple digits uh, to take that tower down. It looked like, you know, pretty, uh, at least a Rhone 25 uh, tower. So it should have handled it with no problem. But stuff happens. We'll follow this story because it's interesting. It it, it makes you feel sad. I'm glad that no one mm -hmm. was really hurt or injured or died, which is great. Um, it's unfortunate that someone's going to have to absorb that kind of money for the tower, but seeing the image really makes you feel something as radio operators, when you see a tower just folded up, you know, and it's like, that's it. And I wondered if like, it has to be like a straight line wind to hit it like that and just fold it up. Or if there was something structurally, we won't know that answer, yeah. but uh, as a tower expert, I consider you an expert as uh, someone who's done that in their career for so long. If that's a normal speed that could you know top you off most likely a, a guy could have failed an anchor point or uh just a failure on a guy wire and then it just that's all it took and it just uh, looked like it just folded over from the one picture i saw mm -hmm. so i i haven't seen any more i've seen quite a few sites uh that are burned out and the top the only thing left standing is pretty much the tower um but uh that's usually just by fire here mainly here on the west coast we run into that uh they they had a double whammy they had the 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 storm and then a fire also so it um this one looks like it was just from the storm itself there could have been uh you know a microburst that came down who knows what could have happened there's uh unless they unless he had some weather instrumentation on top of this at the site uh we don't know what the uh, winds right. were but right. uh yeah, it's a good point a about the guy ahead. wires and, and what you said about that, because there are other components there that could fail and, and be affected by that wind. So in interesting. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate Dale doing that. He's been a very active, a relatively new, I think our friend Ben maybe have introduced Dale to 100 Watts in a Wire, and he's out uh, contributing a lot on our Discord side. And everybody's welcome to join us over there. We have different channels and different conversations, and we check the weather, and we do all these nerdy things that we do as radio uh -huh. ops. And uh, so moving into, I got another topic I want to talk about here and it's the radio. It's, it's the Russian radio like nuttiness. It, here they go. It's wartime. Right. And I know Pooty is just like, I'm going in, I'm going to do what I got to do. But these fellas, I'm going to say fellas, mostly, I just, I'm assuming that most of the, they're using these unsecured radio mm -hmm. communications and i think it's getting their asses kicked i think uh, we we have the radio that won the war right in world war ii radio played such a, a pivotal role and here i mean i'm no you know you know uh 
war uh, expert. But you've got these guys who are using these, the communications in an insecure fashion. And I wanted to ask you a little bit, because I know uh, you know about these sorts of things. But what should be classified? What are they doing wrong, Steve? Are they Are they just not using sort of like a truncated system, but basically the Ukrainian soldiers are intercepting or even, you know, other intelligence are picking up these communications that are just insecure. What does it mean to have an insecure radio communication? Oh, it means everything. It, uh, it means you're giving away your position, uh, where, uh, and your tactics and what, uh, okay, we're going to do this, move this piece of equipment over to here or over there, or do whatever tactics they're, they're utilizing that is now out in the open. And, uh, you know, for us here, you know, with our military, there's OPSEC, which is uh, where they, you think about that security. And, uh, and yes, radio played a huge part in uh, how we, you know, navigated through world war two and everything and but we were on open frequencies but we countered that especially like in in the pacific theater with the navajo uh talker you know the wind talkers and uh, the navajo nation that uh, participated there and that was a form of encryption and um but these guys are just they're grabbing just commercial off the shelf radios and communicating they're just they're not thinking uh personally and um that it's they probably don't have all the equipment enough equipment so yeah, I, I can imagine you know our military and our our folks are kind of looking at that going what the heck is going on but it's a perfect perfect example and uh why uh some kind of encryption or some way of masking the information that you're conveying. I, I would imagine with Ukrainian soldiers and the citizenry that are just taunting these guys. And, uh, you know, it's better to be a traitor than be fertilizer Mm. comments and things like that. It's, it's I mean, they're using cell phones, the regular cell phones. They're 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 making calls home radios, you know, and there's no encryption. There's no, you know, so it's, uh, they're paying for that on the battlefield where in Mm. world war two, uh, it it helped us win the war. This one is uh, radio is playing a, a really interesting part as the Ukrainians and their friends, including uh, the United States, are helping with intelligence. They probably are like, "This is crazy." We uh-huh. just know where they're headed because I <clears throat> I think the power of a, a major superpower of Russia. I mean, I, again, I don't know. I only preface this about I don't know anything about anything. I'm just saying uh, if you're using information that's open and free like that you're not going to win as quickly uh you know it's like he's coming around the corner we know he's coming around the corner got him got a guy on the corner you know intercepted um anyway i thought it was a fascinating um look at radio playing uh in today's modern era you know with with the internet yourself the article really kind of (laughs) opened it up and we we got to see it so it, uh, but from some of the pictures I've seen, it looks like it was just, you know, off the shelf, like, uh, yeah. um, Bofang radios that you, they ordered from Amazon or, or whatever. And they're, they're utilized well, or, or Bofang provided it. So it, it's just amazing. 
Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a, a minute to. Uh... Oh, last week when I did this, baby, problems happened. Sidecar Steve almost nasalified his coffee. So I'll play this one straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the intersection of life and amateur radio. So we're going to talk a little bit what's going on in the world. And we'll do even a little bit more of that after I tell you about our friends at LDG. Family owned and operated, Steve. They've got other things. Balans, onions, analog meters. That's are beautiful. I call it the sexy meter. And of course, the world famous tuners. Worldwide. And the best customer service second to none visit ldgelectronics.com online and everywhere you look there's an ldg oh, i just want to play that sexy song a little longer uh but <clears throat> moving uh through yeah commercial break ricardo that's right don't let you know i like to do the live reads less editing See, I could give it to Scotty, but Scotty's like, man, what you giving me? I need the money, dude. I need them cash. I need those those nickels. Um, so we got to take up a fund to get Scotty to do some editing work for me because this is a thing. I got to do them all live now. Um, so that Pro Tools subscription. Got to do the Pro Tools. Uh, I'm just trying not to, <laughs> to do the editing. I'm uh, lazy or just too busy. Uh, just wanted to show we have a producer we have a another producer patrick who you know who can't be here today he's doing some other great work somewhere else but he he wrote to a rig expert and of course we have him we've been showing our support here for a month a little it's a little gesture to just show our support for rig expert and they wrote him back you know, he told them we were doing that. We're thinking of them. We, we we're just a bunch of hams, but we know we're a ham radio company, and we're thinking about you guys. <clears throat> Pardon me. And she wrote back. It's a lady. And then I wrote because, you know, it was another kind of, you know, this is what we're doing. Let's communicate with you and keep you up to date. And she wrote me back this morning, in fact. So I'm putting this in, and her name is Katarina by Stryakova. She writes, Dear Christian, in these tragic hours for Ukraine, help and support take on multiple meanings. Unfortunately, at the moment, each of our team is facing difficulties of physical, psychological, and material nature. We're fighting for our country with arms in hand, deed, and word. We are united as a nation and a team. Our team has to endure hardship. The war separated us from our relatives and friends. And some of us lost property and saving accumulated over the years. Our team uh, was forced to disperse to cities and countries, but now everyone is doing their best to support our business, which is extremely difficult in war. At the beginning of the war, they were doing all right. This is a month into this now. And um, so things have changed, you know, Um I would say that uh, on their behalf, if you're interested in supporting a company like this, this is a company based in Ukraine. They make rig expert. I use them. Steve uses them. Scotty uses them. You guys may even use them. You can drop them a line if there's anything that you feel that you could do to help or you're curious just to um, to know how they're doing. Um, you can write to them at office at rigexpert.com. This is the part where uh, there's a lot of pride 
in the Ukrainian people, this company. And I don't believe that they're going to come right out and say, we need help. But uh, reading between the lines, guys, this is a company, a ham radio company that needs help now. I know you may not be able to um, do too much, but you could write to them and, and show support. If you could do something, they could let you know how to do that. But uh, more than a month now, and can you imagine trying to do business under these conditions? This has to oh, be such. Uh, go ahead, Steve, pick it up. But that, thank you yeah, for that, that note. That's just unbelievable of uh, how how they can you know continue supporting uh, their customers and where their customers and uh, it's just uh, horrifying and then have all your your personnel spread out all over the place and uh, uh, you know they're they're thinking of themselves their family uh, is is first priority but uh, it's uh, it's great to hear from her and uh, so if you can uh, if you're into antenna building or just want to know how your uh, antenna system is, I highly recommend the Rig Expert. Super easy to use, real nice piece of equipment, and it'll be a great way to you know support uh, uh, a company that supports us. You know, it's uh, these are our uh, our fellow amateurs, and uh, so yeah, we need to you know give them what kind of support we can. Just a disclaimer: they're not a sponsor of ours, we actually use this product and they're just in a battle zone right now. And for me, and I think the guys too, it's a small gesture to put it up and we put it up on the sets and, you know, for the last weeks after week. And I didn't, <clears throat> damn, I didn't expect to hear from them um, at all in this time, but she's finding a way they're moving out. They're still trying to do it. So if you're interested, drop them a line and maybe you can help. I don't know. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's the fact that they're they're still operating and getting back to customers and and getting, giving feedback to uh, inquiries about how things are going over there during all that's happening is just it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Then uh, yeah, they we all use them, we love them, and uh, they need our support. Think about it. Uh, office at rigexpert.com. and I told them I'd get that message out to the community. They're not asking for a handout. I'm just saying a month into this, you know they need help. There you go. A little bit of uh, ham radio news. 100 watts and a wire news. Too much? Dropping into the newsroom? Teletype. Nice. You like it? Too hot? Is it too hot? I don't want to hurt anybody's ears. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I can thank Scotty for pulling that. Uh, we have a silent key uh, to note um, he's award-winning amateur radio operator, Zorro. I don't know if he's in any of your books. JH1AJT is a silent key. He died of uh, cancer. He was only 72 years old. And what's interesting is cancer sucks. Cancer took my father. F you cancer as much as I can. I wish you all could see this listening to the podcast, but double barrel FUs are, are going out to cancer. Um, this fella... He was uh, instrumental to de-expeditions. This was reported by Amateur Radio Newsline. He did a de-expedition to Yemen, Ethiopia, and others, known for his humanitarian work. He helped establish um, prep schools, a prep school in Japan with additional humanitarian trips to Asia and Africa. This is one of the good guys. And uh, cancer has taken him at 72. 
Take a look and see if he's in your logbook because uh, JH1AJT, big player, well-respected, humanitarian, and that's the kind of guy that uh, we need. Uh, more news here. A little bit of clarification came out this week, Steve and Scotty. Um, the new FCC application fee will not apply to amateur radio license upgrades. The FCC uh, staff has clarified in a recent uh, response to the ARRL request that the new $35 application fee will not apply to most license modifications, including those to upgrade an amateur radio licensee operator class and changes to club station uh, trustees the FCC staff explained that the new fees will allow only uh, will apply only to applicants for new license uh, and renewal uh, rule waiver and a new vanity call sign it was previously announced that this will take effect on April 19th so there, there you go the quote is we are pleased that the FCC will not charge licensees the FCC application fee for license upgrade applications, said the ARRL. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, that's I saw news. that, and I was really happy to see that. Uh, and uh, no fee change for modifications. I figured the modifications would be uh, would be uh, waived, but uh, they classified uh, upgrades as uh, modifications, so that's fantastic. Ben says the uh, teletype sounds like uh, we're frying bacon. You must be hungry, brother. That's all I'm going to say, because uh, to me, it sounds like teletype. Steve got it right away. You're thinking about eating somebody's pig. What's wrong with you? Uh, okay. So, yeah, if anybody has any comments about that, I think that's good news, because before that announcement, it basically seemed like you're going to pay for it. You know, there was concern about, am I going to be charged even if I don't get my vanity call sign? You know, sometimes you don't get it. I had one of these cases. Uh, before I was K0STH, I was KD0STH. I wanted to drop the D. There was a sexy three-land call sign, and I'm like, I'm from Baltimore. I'm going to get a three. I don't care. And if you don't know where to point your beam, you should ask me. I had, I had this, you know, I was going to do it. And I didn't get it. It was a sexy call sign, too. And I, mm. I had I'd forgotten it, but it was, you know, a one-by-two with a three next to it. And uh, I didn't get it. I got K0STH, and I was like, well, that's fate. And the hippie in me was like, yeah, man, peace and love. You're just supposed to be K0STH, man. Yeah, man, yeah. So that's what I Stairway went with. Stairway to heaven, brother. Stairway to heaven. Sweeter than honey, baby. It worked out fine, right? I, yeah. But so people were concerned about, you know, you could make like two or three options or maybe even more. How much, Which one do you want? And they pick one for you and go, you didn't get this lottery. You've got this one. So people were like, what if I lose? And before this announcement came out, it was very much like win or lose, you're paying. And the people were like, damn. Well, they, they did that before. Um, early on in the vanity program, you have to pay to, uh, to play in the vanity lottery. And uh, what ended up happening was that uh, the, they got bogged down, they being the FCC, got bogged down with all the refunds. Uh, because you had to, when you submitted your application, you had to sub put it, you know, pay the fee. And then if you weren't successful in getting the call that you wanted, if you only put in for one call, 
and you weren't successful, then they had to go through the refund process, which in turn, you know, cost more money for the, uh, for the agency to process that. And that just became a, a huge driving factor while, why, when they eliminated the, the fee for vanities. Well, now it's back in because of, you know, we Congress, but I don't know how they're going to do it. Hopefully if they have some common sense and, uh, it would uh, be into okay. You are the the winner of the the call sign, or you've gotten successful. Now you pay your fee. That way, they don't have to do all this uh, um, refunds. But we won't know until after April nineteenth how it's all going to play out. But it's going to be interesting to see if they collect the money beforehand. Then it's going to be a total waste. It's going to be another another crap show like it was in the past. Any thoughts on that, Scotty? Well, as someone who's studying for his extra, um, hopefully soon, um, it's nice that I won't have to pay the fee. But um, yeah, it's, that's that's about the only comment I have on that. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, we you got can some... buy more guitar picks. Exactly. More guitar uh, picks. More, more to get more lost. Yeah. I'm gonna put a new poll up, uh, so to speak. Didn't get anything. Uh, this has been one of those weeks where I don't know. If I can't tell. It, 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 it is on. And I feel like Scotty's audio is low. Do you feel that way too? A little bit? It's yeah. a little low. You better boost up your audio, boy. I'm going to get these crap emails. Good Lord. Goose the, uh, goose the preamp a little bit. Here we there go. you go. There goose you it. go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. We put up a poll. Steve wanted to know, like during these contest weekends, and this is for the people who are, you know, at uh, here with us. And uh, again, listeners are encouraged to come here. We do the live show, the community show. It does not live on YouTube at this point. That's another poll I could do. Uh, I could ask about that, but we'll get to that some other time. Um, he wanted to know what people in our chat here are doing in terms of contesting. 69% of the people said no. I am not a contester. 31% said yes. So, um, but Steve wanted to know what you do. You know, what is it that you do during the contesting weeks? And I was like, a poll is like yes or no, or you can't just, but we can ask you here. What did you want to know from the people, Steve, about contesting? Oh, what if they didn't? Okay. So if you participated in the contest, great. Uh, whether it was, you know, for one hour or the full, uh, 30, I think this contest uh, had you uh, 36 hours as a single op and 48 for multis. But uh, if if you didn't participate in the contest uh, and the bands were full and uh, instead of getting grumpy and not getting on the air, what did you do? I mean, for myself, I mean, if you go to the Discord uh, and here's a great opportunity, if you're not in part of our Discord group, Come and join us, and you, you can see what some of us do on contest weekends. In my case, I was building antennas and uh, posted pictures and uh, and screenshots from the rig expert uh, uh, after hoisting up the uh, the antenna on the UDI test range, and uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, just to tune the antenna. So yeah, I built a couple of uh, double bazookas for forty meters, and. Uh, Started on the 20 meter bazooka, and he was like, Okay, well, what antenna? What other antennas can I make? Oh, maybe let's uh crank out some off center feds and just kind of goofing off and still participating in the hobby uh, mm -hmm. of building and uh, but not operating. So I was just uh, wondering, you know, 
if I was doing this, I wonder what other people were doing. Maybe uh, you decided to take a break from uh, from uh, the radio and go out and do some golfing, gardening, or or whatever. So it was just kind of curiosity. It's I see a a lot of hate comes out after the contests uh, in the various forms that people just lose their collective minds. Their panties are all wadded up because there was uh, oh, people Lord. enjoying their hobby their Sorry. way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. Sherry, I'll be, I'll be in your office here in, in a few I would call a timeout, but you, you know who we're dealing with. Yeah. And um, so it just uh, just kind of curious uh, what our community uh, does uh, during contest weekend for the non-contest participant. Likewise, I, uh, I have a trip coming up. It's uh, scheduled in June. I'll be going out to Montana and, and God's country. I love it out there and love to visit. Got family out there and it starts to get... Oh, we're on. I'll just spend a couple minutes on this because we'll talk about it as we lead up. Should we go? We're going to fly this time. So should I take a radio? Should I not take a radio? What's the weather going to be? All these things. Steve, of course, is like, yeah, take a radio, take a radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I need to figure out the antenna. What am I going to do? I thought I'll take an NFED antenna and we'll get into this in the coming weeks. I promise you. I'll take 66 feet of wire and, a, you know, 49 to one or something like that. But then I'm like, I could take the 705. These are first world problems, right? 705, I could take that, but I don't have a tuner in it. I think it's a deficiency of this radio. And then I got to take another piece of equipment as kind of a pain. I could take the 7300 though with 66 feet. So I'm going through all this stuff, but the flying is what I'm, uh, you know, and so I just put another question out there to our audience. Do you check the radio, pack it up real nice and check it? Or do you carry it on? And I know that some people, you know, you want they got to have it and they got to keep it close and I get it. Or do you pack it? Pack it up real nice. And some people don't want it to be bouncing along conveyor belts during uh, that sort of deal. And I get it. So anyway, that's a discussion that we're going to have over the coming weeks uh, about uh, traveling with ham radio. And HT is, is easy. Sometimes an HT isn't even, I take it out, throw it on the thing, they don't even care. I've got my license, take my license with me, got everything I need, but taking a bigger radio, taking a battery, the batteries you need, all that sort of stuff becomes issues. You can't, you got to carry on a battery now, you know? So anyway, just, uh, I'll put another poll up there so you guys can come around and answer that if you want to. Uh, do you check it or do you carry it on? You can do that uh, while you're here. Well, Go let's, ahead. Uh, let's talk to our uh, uh, traveling expert, Ben. He uh, travels all over the country and uh, flies everywhere. And yeah, uh, Ben will have some great insights. Yeah, you think I got to bring him on the show? It's the problem is, is he also likes to watch dogs take poops and then have pictures of them <laughs> and then send it to me as if I am interested, as if I need to know the dietary actions of the dog. But uh, looking at the poll right now, yeah, Ben, we could probably get Ben on to talk about. 89% so far say that they would carry on. 11% would check it. So that's just a little quick, easy poll. I love that we can do these polls. They're so fun. Um, you know, it's time for us. We would, we're going to put some time aside here. We really do here at 100 Watts and a Wire want to make this a, uh, a place where you can get tips. You can get the tools you need and some practical solutions for your problems so we can help you achieve your radio goals. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer, go ahead 
and uh, put it in the chat here today. If you're here, you can also send it on the form and we can do all that as well. Uh, we have a few that came across. Just put a cue in front of it if you're here. And uh, we've got some that come in during the week. Steve doesn't want to see them. Some of them he's going to see now because of the cues are here. But you're welcome if you're stuck. Or if you know you've got a couple of options, but you need just a little bit more. Like here I am. Should I carry it on or should I check it, fellows? I don't know. And Steve's already been dealing with this with me earlier this week. I'm like, what are you going to do, man? I don't know. And, and sometimes we just need somebody to shake us and say, don't shake anybody. Just say, what should I do? What, should, what do you think I should do? If you have anything like that, put a cue in front For of me, it. To answer your the, the poll question, uh, to carry on or check, I'll go to check. And uh, just to lighten up the load of what I right. carry onto the aircraft. And uh, it just... Uh, kind of like, well, do I have the MacBook with me or, or the radio? I think I'll put the MacBook during the during the flight. The if you pack the radio right, uh, then it should be fine and in checked carry. But uh, it's uh, but that's me. It, uh, but eighty nine percent of our uh, res, you know respondents said they rather carry it with them. They want it close. A slight shift now in those numbers. We go to the poll. Uh, 75% say carry on. 25 now with the check it. I'm with you right now, Steve. Um, with the situation in my gut, I'm doing okay. Thanks for people who, who write and ask. I'm doing all right. I manage. Go see the doctor on Thursday, the surgeon, just to get consultation. But for me, it, the 7300 I showed Steve, it's not a huge radio. It fits in a in like a, a laptop case i got a travel case out it would work but it is in a little bit of extra weight i know i'm gonna have you know i got my kids i'm gonna have my own backpack carrying something else i know everybody's like i want to keep it safe i want to keep it close i don't want it bouncing down the belts got it dig it uh for me in this situation a family situation where having a hand at least to hold a kid is better you know so i'm kind of leaning like you toward the check it we, who knows? If they say the weather's going to be too cold or it's going to be whatever, I might just go, I don't know. But right now I'm leaning toward taking a radio with me on the road when I go. Certainly live stream stuff. Let's do some questions, Steve, because uh, I want to give time to uh, the folks who have questions. All right. Here's our first question. I have a slate roof. Do you think installing an antenna in the attic will work? That's from Kyle. I think so. Yeah, it. Uh, I I think it'll work. It's not a metal roof, so I, and I don't think uh, there's uh, any metal in uh, slate, so um, it uh, it won't be as. I think there'll probably be a little bit more attenuation, just a slight bit, but uh, I think it. I think it'll work just fine. I don't know the breakdown of. I want to say the chemical breakdown of slate. You know, I don't know what that. I have a slate roof. And I guess uh, Kyle wants to know, you know, is it even worth it? Is it going to be able to push that signal out? And these radio waves are just so fascinating of what you can get out. I remember a guy helped me with an antenna in the early days, my back to my hex beam. And he's looking around in the woods and he's like, these leaves are going to. And I was like, the leaves, you know. And so he was kind of tripping a little bit on the fact that I had a forest around me and that they were going to cause some sort of problem. I'm like, well. They're getting, they ain't going anywhere. You know what I mean? They they got to stay up there. So I can I can tell that Kyle is 
interested to know what that thick, beautiful slate will do to his signal. And you say, go ahead and try it. I I always kind of lean on to where if there's doubt, uh, it's just like, well, let's try it. Let's see what we get. And um, and for HF, I think it won't be a problem. It might be a little more problematic at uh, VHF, UHF, like the leaves. Um, you're going to have uh, a attenuation through the foliage um, because leaves have moisture in it. And uh, so that's going to have an effect uh, more on the VHF and above. HF, and not so much. I mean, it will have some effect, but uh, it, uh, but as far as the slate goes, yeah, it's kind of a rock. Uh, you know, it's a it's a you know hard material. I, I think it will work, and then you know through the the RF will get through the siding and everything else. So I I think you'll be I think you'll do all right. You'll be probably pleasantly surprised like the rest of us. And if it doesn't work, then it's like okay, Plan B, gotta come up with something else. Let us know how it works out for you. And thanks for the question, Kyle. Question number two, let's see. Uh, I can't see this word. I can't see it. Read it for me, Steve. I can't see that. How much chance do I have igniting a tree? A <laughs> uh, hundred watts? Oh, little to none. Unless that tree was dead, dead, dead. And uh, you'd have to have some kind of uh, arcing. And um, no, I, I don't see it at a at 100 watts. Uh, it's... So You're, Gus is uh, saying he's basically got a line in the tree, right? And mm -hmm. uh, he's going to run 100 watts. And I could see this because I remember this feeling too. You know, you, you're, you're kind of touching limbs maybe. Uh, it's not ideal, but maybe you are touching it here. Am I going to light this tree on fire? And that's what Gus wants to know. Is it possible at all? He's running an N-fed half wave, I, I think it's I think it's possible, but more at like 1,500 watts and uh... – uh, at the end of the wire where you're going to have, uh, especially if it's at a quarter wavelength, uh, we're going to get into the weeds in this one. Uh, if you're at a quarter wavelength where the RF voltage is at the highest, uh, yeah, it's possible, but uh, highly unlikely. I've, I haven't seen that uh, over the years, but, you, you know, you never know. Has anybody but, uh, here ever lit a tree on fire it seems like it would have to really be going wrong something would go yeah. wrong so be careful yeah you'd have to have some kind of arcing and uh if you have a live tree it's chances of igniting that is going to be a little less than versus a a dead tree and the, a dead tree is not going to have any moisture in it so i i just don't see it but you know anything's possible there there's probably one instance somewhere in the world where it's happened and uh sidecar you're full of it and it's like yeah i am but uh you no, know that's right stuff happens so all right just be careful man be careful we can't give you any you know guarantees of anything you are running power out there but we don't know of anything is what we're saying if you do light it on you ignite the tree let me know take pictures i want to get see video it. of it we'd love to see that i'll put it in our discord channel <laughs> yeah we'll put it up on the discord and we'll we'll throw it on uh, the youtube channel we'll be taking some other questions from the chat if you have one put a cue it can be about anything it can be about anything life and amateur radio if we can help you with your goals getting uh on radio or amateur radio put a cue in front of it we can help you out we'll try to at least Okay, will a half-wave 80-meter dipole work? Seems awful long and will sag. 
Dave, will a half-wave 80-meter dipole work? That does okay. seem long. It's a big antenna. And yes, it will work on 80 meters. Now, I, I'm thinking that there's a little bit more to the question there, Dave. Do you want it to work on other bands? And uh, yes, it can work on some other bands. 40 meters, not really, but it will probably load up on 20 and 10 meters. But uh, as far as uh, an 80 meter dipole, yes, it will work if uh, you're using it on 80 meters. I wouldn't try it on 160. It uh, unless you've got a really beefy, heavy-duty tuner. But uh, other than that, uh, it will work. Good deal. All right, let's bring up uh, bring up Scotty. We got some questions that came along through the uh, chat here. I don't know of any recent ones, but we have a couple here, uh, notes from earlier. Again, if you have one, put a cue in front of it. This is our time to answer some questions right now. Uh, so I don't know. Is this one from Spike? Go ahead. You want to yeah, read it? Was, it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it was from Spike. He was, uh, with his, uh, 7,300. He's noticing, um, some spikes. Spike's noticing some spikes across his band scope at reg regular intervals. Any idea what the heck those are, he asks. Hmm. Uh, what frequency? Like, he didn't really specify. Could, Give us some more information, It could be anything. Spike. Um, there is, uh... Over the horizon radar, there's some, uh, you, you see it at night uh, a lot uh, here, at least on the West Coast. I've seen a lot of uh, um, uh, spi you know, spikes <laughs> and uh, uh, signals that pop up that move around. Uh, there's a, a pretty uh, consistent, uh, if you have a pan adapter, you really see it. But uh, as it sweeps across the band, it starts at the low end and works its way all the way up. And uh, if you're sitting on a frequency, you hear kind of like a little blip as it, as it goes through your band pass. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on uh, that's, you know, infringes here in our amateur bands and you just kind of live with it. I had a trip to Montana several years ago and I took out, um, I think it was the 701, I think. And anyway, I was, uh, I set up, everything looked beautiful. It was windy out there, you know, God's country wide open. And I had a, you know, I had the mast up. Everything was good, and so I was getting these blips. Um, and I'm like, "What is that? This kind of sound that was consistent across the whole thing." I'm like, "Okay, let me go to another band." And what it turned out to be was that I was near this cow fence. I wasn't over it. I don't know if you remember this. We probably have talked about it. I was running parallel to a cow fence in my brother-in-law's place. And I didn't think that I was too close, and it was giving me that. Not that that spikes problem with his spikes, but I had this sort of interference, this kind of this pulsating, and I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> so anyway, I figured that out and moved further away from that. Uh, don't know if it's the same thing, but Montana just spiked too many spikes. There's way too many spikes going on here. <laughs> Uh, when I hear Spike, I'm starting DC to think Baltimore about where's the deer. Various radars. And <laughs> yeah. Sorts of noise, uh, defense, defense radars. We had an Aberdeen proving ground just north of Baltimore. They had a blimp up a few years back, and they were testing some uh, some radar system from a from a fixed blimp, um, and it just knocked out all of two meters for like all of like the eastern half of Maryland. It was crazy. Dang. 
Well, um, wow, I want to create a new poll. I'm having fun with these polls while you're here. Let's see if there's enough people even here to make it worthwhile. Um, there's another question, and I will let, I'll put the poll up here before we go. Uh, Mark asked, how many have shack insurance, and who do you use, ARRL or others? Steve, do you want to talk about insurance and insuring all your valuable equipment? Um, the only one that comes into mind is ARRL, but their, you know, homeowner's insurance also covers, uh, contents and, uh, you can work that out with your agent. Scott, you got some insurance. You were in a flood area there. Uh, I hate to bring up a sensitive subject, but, uh, how do oh, you no, make sure a, you're protected? Uh, I, I have, uh, some, uh, renter's insurance here and I have some of my radio stuff under that, but I have been looking into the ARRL insurance plan and something I, I need to get on and get done before it's uh before I get screwed from another weather event. What happened? Just a figure of speech. I don't think a weather event was actually gonna come and give it to Scotty in that fashion. Uh there's another question I got from Phil, our friend Phil. We're trying to contact him. I know we don't uh Steve has called a number we believe to be Phil, Phil calls in on the radio every Sunday, 7 o'clock for our Sunday evening net. He's, he uh, cited some issues that he's going to be happy. It's going to happen to him and knock him off the air for a while. And so we were thinking about what it would take to maybe deploy um, a team that way. I, I don't know why I feel I've got this uh, army of people that will just go around in the country and help people, but... If you'd like to sponsor an event like this, uh, I I think I could get at least three brothers that you're looking at uh, to go <laughs> uh, and and help somebody out. But Phil, you know, he's pushing up on his mid 80s. He's a um, veteran of our military. He's a mainstay. When we don't hear from him on Sundays during the net, uh, we start to worry. You know, it's just a you know nothing's guaranteed. So anyway, uh, Steve gave him a call just to try to see what's going on. We haven't heard back from him. Not that he's passed or anything strange has happened. He probably thought Steve was trying to sell him, you know, call him again and say, I got these apples, apples, apples. Steve, it's apples, apples, because he loves apples. And he talks to Steve about these. What is it? The crispy, whatever it's called. But man, he, they Cosmic go on for crisp, And I saw them on sale at one of our stores at 98 cents a pound. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, Phil, I started thinking of Phil. I was going to, I need to get maybe five or six pounds and box it up and send it to him. Send it to me too. It makes it, uh, it sounds so great. I put a new poll up in the chat. Boy, my lips just started moving faster than my uh, my tongue. It was <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. I wanted to ask the folks, do you want the live streams that we do here on Saturday morning to live and stay up on the YouTube channel? I'm getting a little bit. Now that I blew a gasket last week, and I'll get back to Phil in a second. I didn't blow a gasket, but I'm like, you know, YouTube's got me by the balls. I feel like something I got to, you know, I feel like I got to, I feel like maybe I just go break away and do what I want to do because resoundingly, People are like, do what you want to do, Christian. If you want to go over here and do this, we'll go with you. And I'm like, cool. We got a little small army of people. But I want to make it easy for people. I want to do what the people uh, want. So a real impromptu poll of the people here in the chat today. Do you want this show? See, this goes, gets recorded and sent out to the podcast. It would post tomorrow morning on YouTube. We used to always leave them up. And... uh in recent months, I thought, well, maybe it's best that I just keep the podcast to the podcast 
but 94% right now say yes, leave it up. 6% say no, still got time to vote a few more minutes as uh, we go. Getting back to old Phil, he asked me, he said, Christian, tell me what radio you're on. I said, I'm on 7610, sir. Loved it. Audio. He talked about the 7300, and I told him that's kind of my backup portable rig that I use out in the field, and he wanted to know the difference. So this is another question. Again, we could probably snap off a couple quick ones if you have. We'll put a cue in front of it. Christian, tell me the differences between the 7300 and the 7610. And I, the first thing, I'm like several thousand dollars, first of all. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I paid for them. ICOM was a sponsor, but they didn't just give me radios. That's not how that works. I paid for everything that I use. And I believe in uh, working with, if you're going to sponsor this show, I'd like to use your product. So we believe in it, you know. So the 7300 I purchased, the 7610 came out. I don't know. I got a hard on for it. I'm like, yeah, I need it. Sorry, Sherry. That was inappropriate. Um, so I bought it. The difference, I think, is if you, they're basically the same radio, but the 7610 would be great for contesting. It's got that dual, you know, it's got the the two sides, two meters. You could probably listen to two different antennas coming in. I think if you were a hardcore contester, it would, it's probably, in other words, a little more radio than I need at this point in my life. The 7300 would do me just fine, and many, many other people just fine. 7610, it's got, what is it called? The dual meter? What is it called? Uh, dual, I think they call it dual watch or something, and then uh, you know, it might have a second. Sides. I think it second receiver. Have a second receiver in yeah. it. Yeah. So you can listen to two different things. You could have two different antennas mm-hmm. connected to it. You can listen to two different frequencies. I could listen on 20 meters. I could listen on 40 meters. You know, it's a little more than I need because I'm, but I would think if you're a contester and if you had the dough, you know, I got it because I, I was caught up and I got to have the next big thing and gobble, 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 eat too much and all that. Um, but Phil asked me, he wanted to know, and he, you know, he wants to know all the audio. He asked what everybody's using and that, that sort of stuff. So there you go, sir. Apart from the money, I think if you're a contest to the 7610 is something that you would use a lot more. Is that the same for you and your radio, Steve? I mean, you got a sexy radio. Is it more than what you need? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely more oh, than good. what I, I don't need, feel bad anymore. Uh... <laughs> Steve's the enabler. He's the one that's like, yeah, yeah, get it, get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, get yeah. it. Is it too much? Uh-huh. Is it the 68-ounce uh-huh. steak? Mm-hmm, get it. You're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. If you don't need it right now, you can always take it home. Yeah, take it home. And uh, but uh, no, it's having the second receiver it gives you options down the road. Now, whether you use it today, it's uh, one thing. But you know, down the road, uh, there might be a an opportunity to use it, and uh, it's it's nice to have it. Uh, I've only scratch. I only use just a very little of all the capabilities of of the radios that i've have whether it's the 3000 the 101 it just uh it's about every now and then something comes up and then i gotta go look it up in the manual and figure out how do i do that and uh and then utilize it and uh i was like why didn't i do this before and uh but, having uh, it you know having it, i can grow into it if i if i change i don't expect myself to buy a different radio or upgrade from this one. I'm riding with this one because I, I have to. I got a family. Speaking of, wanted to do uh, my boy a favor here. I don't know, but Scotty's going to be selling a rig, y'all. 
and uh, I didn't want to do it on social as much because it gets a little tricky. If somebody has a bad experience and everybody's selling and pushing things around, then it's 100 watts and a wire. But on the show here, as a member here working with us, you got a rig and you're thinking of letting it go. Tell us a little bit about it. And then people, if they're interested in this radio, they can contact Scotty directly or PM or whatever. But what are you getting rid of, Scotty? Um, so, yeah, I have a, uh, a Yaesu uh, FT891, very popular rig with the uh, with the poda crowd um i got it a few years back with the intention of going all in he- heavy hard and heavy with the poda um hey now come on now uh t- turns out um more often than not i take my my uh ft uh 450 with me i'm a little bit of a yesu fanboy um so the 450 goes out in the field um the the 891 kind of stays in the box, and uh, I'm like, you know what? Wow. I can use uh, a little bit of cash, save it up. Mm-hmm. Look at look at Steve. Look at Steve. Steve's like, wow. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like going, okay. I've decided why, to let it go. Why the 450 versus the 891? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. Um, well, it's 450 is it, is my, it was my my first HF rig, so there's some sentimental uh-huh. there. Um, plus, I like uh, it's got the built-in tuner. It's got some uh-huh. it's got some decent DSP noise reduction, um, and uh, that cool contour feature. Um, on the 891 or on the uh, the 450, I can press and hold it, and it'll invert. So it'll either do a contour boost or a contour cut. I can just access that real easy. Um, yeah. Love love the 450. It's a great it's a great radio. It was a sleeper. It was my first HF rig, and so okay. Yeah. So he's so got sentimental days, value. Goes. That he's got his, okay. Yeah, so I, I, that that was I was curious on why why the uh, why the uh, the 450 versus the 891. So because it's physically a little bit bigger radio, but uh, hey. If uh, you're more comfortable with it, all the better. Do you have a um? You have a price point. What are you looking to get? Or do you want to keep that private? That's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I I listed it briefly on my local Facebook marketplace, but I haven't had any bites. I was five hundred bucks. Eight eight ninety one an eight ninety one gently used, Yesu eight ninety one, talking about five hundo. If you're interested, okay. give Scotty a, a yell. We're on um, Discord. And I just, um, I think Steve and I wanted to always keep that sales stuff and the trading stuff because you get some characters. Not that Scotty's a character at all. He's a character, but he's not going to stiff oh, yeah, you. He's, uh, a character. <laughs> he's not going to stiff you when it comes time to uh, giving you what you agreed to. So I'll mention that There's for no you. There's no gummies uh, jammed up in the uh, antenna connection. So it's, there no might gummies. be a rogue guitar pick or something in there. No, that's something else entirely. Hey, do you want to? Uh, we got a couple minutes. We're a little bit of overtime. We didn't get to our contest. Um, <laughs> Scotty, do you you want to you want to give us the contest, or what? One of you guys could do contest, or we got a ham fest going on. What What do we know about that? Okay. Oh, what we got going on here? Oh, Don says he thinks five hundred. That seems fair. Yes, sir. Five, 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 Five hundred one, five hundred one. Pot a little five, bit five, with five, some one. gummies. Yeah, oh. throw in a gummy, a signed, an autograph, signed uh, bag of gummies. I like it. Guitar pick and some gummies. It's rocking, rock yep. and roll, baby, rock and roll. Marty's got two of that? these. He said he's got two. That's his his main baby and his backup. He said if he didn't have two, he'd buy one. So uh, there you go. There's a little testament to our community who knows about it. Again, if you're interested in this, you can find uh, Scotty on Discord. Uh, give me your call, Scott. Assign Scotty so they know who to look up if they uh, need to. 
Debbie, hit me up on private message on Discord. Uh, Kilo Charlie three, Bravo X Ray November. Scotty KC three BXN is my uh, is my ID over there on the Discord. Right um, on. Hit me up and we'll and we'll talk. Cool deal. All right, good. I hope you sell it. I hope you sell it today. Thank you. Uh, what, what's going on with the contest this weekend? Steve's favorite thing. He might be building antennas. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find my tab for the... Uh, oh, I got you. I'll pick you up. Louisiana yeah, yeah. QSO party. Let me know if you need yeah, it you when go. you get it back. You got it? No, not yet. Go ahead. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Get to your PMs and sell that radio. Uh, Louisiana QSO party is happening this weekend. The Mississippi and Missouri QSO parties are happening. Florida State Parks on the Air. That sounds interesting there. Um, and there's a couple of uh, ham fests. Uh, Ozark Con, Ozark Con in Branson, Missouri. That's happening uh, yesterday and today, actually. It looks like I'll have to check on that one. I'm not going to get down there, but um, we'll check that out. The Tark Fest, T-A-R-C Fest in Tampa, Florida. That's happening today from 8 to 1. So if you're in the area, get on over there. And there's a D-Expedition. You see that one, Scotty? Yeah, that's... Oh, uh, that's oh what happened? Kind of, kind of, kind of cool. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, I lost my screen there. Yeah, I know. I'm having screen issues, too. It's a, a Guadalupe. March Guadalupe 25th Island. to uh, April the 8th. HF band, single side band, and FT8. There you go. Don't forget... We have the Sunday evening net, 7 o'clock Central Time. we got a live stream. So if you're not near a radio, you can be near a computer. Come visit, hang out with us. <clears throat> Find your people on Facebook and Discord. We're there. Uh, we appreciate all that uh, you guys do and contribute to our community. We help. Uh, we helped you today, give you some tips and some tools and some practical advice to help you reach your amateur radio goals. Steve, what did we miss? I think we got it covered. We got so it all. We're good. I, I know we everybody being here. We stayed too long because our, our uh, we have the bladder. You know the the this, yeah the sixteen ounces in the twelve ounce bladder, and Steve's like, I think we got it. I think we got it, man. We got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, we're My good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good, man. I'm gonna just take the camera. Take me off the camera. I don't care what you do. So, All right, brothers and sisters. Um, one yeah, other thing, uh, mm. why you got up the the ham fest? Uh, what do we have coming up for a week out? So, uh, unfortunately, a lot of folks are probably you know either at the ham fest or it's too late to go. But what do we have coming up like next week for ham fest? Hmm. Oh, you were telling you're asking the people. Is that what I'm you're doing? Are you guys. you're asking me? I don't know. Scotty does you all had that research. Had, he gets well, it. And now yeah, we got to do two weeks in advance. All right, Scotty, now we know. Two weeks in advance. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what's coming up next week? So which losers? Oh, which losers? Lord. <laughs> timeout. Kudnick calls a timeout <laughs> on his own man. We, we, We've got a lot of losers. Lose during. <laughs> Sorry. How many? How, Did I what, say that out loud? <laughs> what is in his cup? If you can tell us what's in his what's, cup. We okay, got a lot of losers. On 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 what on is? We got a lot of losers, see. See, so you go a ham fest, and then you're losers. Oh, good well, grief. about next week's ham fest. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey, we're we're not uh we're just uh, playing, but yeah, I don't understand why Steve would uh, say such a thing. But where is my? Uh, oh man, where is it? I had something cool to play. I had a 
because I don't have it here. All oh, right. Well. So, yeah, now it'd be uh, nice yeah. to know uh, what, what uh, ham fest or even contests we have coming up. Yeah. We should My name is Mark. I'm an alcoholic. This is for you guys. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> for so long, alcohol has sort of been there for me to sort of see me through social situations. Drinking was more important than anything else. My journey in AA started years ago when I reached the outside limits of my desperation. I really wanted to quit drinking. I just couldn't stop on my own. And you know, I remember when I woke up on the day that I got sober, I felt something inside of me tell me that I could go to AA. These people, you know, just gathered around me. That was the fellowship in action in my life. The moral of my story today is that AA has never let me down, ever. If I carry any sort of message with my story, it's that, you know, keep coming back and that this thing does work. If you have a problem with alcohol, contact AA. It works. Steve? Yeah. If you want to, you know, it's a no joking matter. Of course, we're trying to... Uh, it's a lot of problems, man. I was going to go on a rant, but I think we should do a post-show rant because I wanted to talk about Will Smith and all this going on. And only anybody cares about this, but uh, that's bullying. That's bullying. What he did was a bully. And we got bullies in ham radio. We got problems in ham radio, and I'm not afraid to tackle that sort of stuff. So uh, that's a real uh, sobriety deal. We're not, we're not joking about um, alcoholism and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know what's in Steve's cup. I've been uh, told we should try to do a show. It might be a little better if we were uh, drinking a lot of tequila. And I'm like, you nuts? Me and Steve drinking? Now we get Scotty. You and I'm like, no, nah, Sunday think. night nets? Oh, the nets are Haven't nutty. Have you watched us? Don't you know we've had I a mean, gallon of wine in, in our belly by then? So it, it does get uh -huh. interesting, but we don't, um, we don't want to downplay the fact that people do struggle. And if you have struggles, mm -hmm. we want to. You know, love for you to get the help you need. But uh, old Will Smith, that's a bullying situation. I think I'll have to do another video after that. Poor Chris Rock. He was a skinny kid growing up. He was bullied as a kid. And uh, that's that's exactly what happened. You can't tell me that uh, now I'm ranting again. If Dwayne Johnson would have said that joke, which is a pretty soft joke, not good anyway. It wasn't a great joke. But if Dwayne Johnson would have said that, you'd think Will Smith would have run up there and hit the rock in the face. I don't think so. Aquaman? Mm -mm. No, no, he went up there because uh, he thought he could handle a, a, a smaller guy. Anyway, now I'm going to rant. This is part two of the show. Let me get out of here before everybody just is like, oh, I can't stand it. 73, everybody, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us and listening. Subscribe where you get your podcast. Subscribe if you want to see video extras on YouTube, live streams like this. We appreciate you. Us so much. 73, Steve. 73, Scotty. Have a great week. 73, guys. Yeah, 73. All right. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you all. If you can, stay above the noise. 73. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.